The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome to Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here for Rotten to the Core Wednesday on Sons of Liberty. And uh, we're going to get right to that in just a moment. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com or sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, and uh, we should be going live right there on the right side of the page. You can also catch that live feed on my Twitter account at FPPTim, Periscope and Twitch at Setting Brushfires. Our Facebook page is Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Uh, we're still we're finishing out or should finish out today the end of a two week ban. I hope they don't give us another strike or they're going to pull that channel. So I'm talking with Bradley about me even streaming over there. <laughs> so you can catch us at Setting Brush Fires at least for this morning. Maybe he'll be on this afternoon on the regular channel, and then DLive.tv at the Sons of Liberty as well as BeforeIt'sNews.com. And then Spreely Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life, Sons of Liberty, Sons of Liberty Media, if you want to check out some of the articles we're posting there from our website. And if you'd like to call in any time to discuss the topic that we're talking about, 215-867-8255 or 215-TOP-TALK. And by the way, today is the UN's October surprise. Is it a trick or is it a treat? And uh, before we get to, before we bring Lynn on, I just want to let you guys know something. Um Monday, we have tentatively scheduled Don Brown. Now, Don is a friend of mine just across the line over here in Charlotte, North Carolina. He is a former Navy JAG, and um, he wrote the book on the Extortion 17 shootdown. Now, a lot of you are hearing the story out about this alleged CIA whistleblower who's got audio proof and documentation and all this stuff about Obama and him. You know, of course, we know that Biden opened up his mouth, so did Leon Panetta that painted a target on their back. The the, the Navy SEAL boys knew that. Um, it, but here's the thing. One, you got to ask the timing of it. And two, you have to ask during these interviews why that information wasn't produced. So I talked with Don. We pretty much come to the same conclusion that if it's there, it's really a big deal. But it's very, very skeptical that such a thing exists, except especially with the guy that... The guy looks like Dumbledore out of 
a Harry Potter or something. I mean, he looks like a wizard when he's when he's being interviewed. Anyway, it could be true, could not be true, but Don's going to come on. We're going to talk about that because Don's done a lot of extensive research into Extortion 17. Look for that on Monday. And then tomorrow we're going to I'm going to play the video um, of the interview with Dr. Scott Jensen, senator from Minnesota. And uh, that's where you'll get some comic relief with me and green hair and everything else. Uh, and then Friday, we're going to finish up the Pizzagate stuff with Sean Argyle. So you don't want to miss any of these shows. And then Tuesday, we've got um, a pre-record that we're going to provide for you next week with Catherine Henry, who won the day over there in Michigan against the governor's unlawful orders. So we've got a lot of people coming on, a lot of information to share with you, good and bad. And uh, want you to tune in for that. With that said, it's Rotten to the Core Wednesday, and as always, my co-host is Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Well, good morning. <laughs> we had a little bit of difficulty this morning. We're trying. I'm still trying to find one of the videos that uh, she that we're going to show this morning. So while I do some of that, I'm going to turn it over to you, Lynn. Tell us what you got here because uh, the UN has apparently declared October their month. You want to tell us what that actually means? <laughs> sure, I can do that. Basically, what it means is that here's yet another way that the United Nations is going to take over something that has been longstanding, and that is, you know, a month. Now, we already know that, um, you know, if you follow some of these calendar websites, it'll tell you, you know, neat and fun holidays or observances or things like that. And I did a show on this topic yesterday out of New York, and one of the things that was brought up was that these UN observances that are set up for almost every day in October, it's like, well, were these ever become like holidays like Christmas or Thanksgiving or things like that? And what I said was, it wouldn't surprise me because we know with as utilitarian and as one world idiot uh, see that the UN purports, it wouldn't surprise me to see some of their observances take over some of our American holidays. Well, that it would it would actually surprise me, but uh, I, if you see it that way, that's I guess that's part of it. I, and I think this is important to note too. And I was just going to say this when mm-hmm. I saw your topic. People, when you're looking to vote for anybody, whether the local area or or state or federal. If these people are not pushing to get out, not reform, get out of the United Nations, they are part of pushing globalism. There's just no question about it unless they're willing to get out of that. And if they're not willing to get out, if they're just looking to reform it, they're looking to keep funding it in any capacity, they are pushing a global agenda whether they say so or not. Would you agree with that, Lynn? Absolutely. And, you know, I can tell you, I think we've gone over this in uh, different shows, that here locally I have looked at my city's budget line-by-line items, and I can point to you where those sustainable development goals have been woven into projects, and people are either knowingly um, aligning with this or they're unknowingly doing it thinking, oh, this is a great thing because, you know, we all know that some of these sustainable development goals have been wrapped up in some neat, nice package that look like it's going to be a great thing. But then when you open it up, it's kind of like you said with the title, it's a, it's a trick or treat. So, you know, um, the UN has declared that October is the, 
uh, goal for this month, the sustainable development goal that they're celebrating this month is peace, justice, and strong institutions. And this will attach to sustainable development goal number 16 and number 17, but it'll also weave into education, which is number four, healthcare, which is I think number three, uh, decent labor, which is number eight, and on and on we could go. Uh, so anyway, but that's what it is. And they're targeting women uh, specifically through these supposed peace and justice uh, initiatives that they're uh, starting up this month. Okay. All right. Let's take a look at some of the things because I brought up here, um, mm -hmm. and we can go through them on the UN website of the, <clears throat> the sustainable goals that you wanted to target on this as they're declaring October their month. Right. If you want to read the quote by the Secretary General, for those who are listening, um, you can't miss it. It's right under the, the picture of where you see the woman looking very militant. Uh, is this on, this is on the sustainable development goals? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you're talking about the goal of the month, number 16? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. where it says the ideals of the United Nations. Okay, this is saying October's editorial package celebrates the United Nations. Oh, okay. All right, well, I'll just read it then. Okay. The ideals of the United Nations, peace, justice, equality, and dignity, are beacons to a better world. Our organization's founders began their work during the heat of conflict. Now it falls to us to chart our way out of danger. In the words of our charter, let us combine our efforts to achieve these aims as United Nations, and that is by the U.N. Secretary General. And one of the things that, um, now I see where you saw the editorial package. All right, I wanted to also point out that a lot of this is being done using COVID as a way to say, okay, this is how we can get peace. This is how we can get justice, which sounds like a far stretch because it is a far stretch. Well, yeah, I, I'm seeing even on here, it says more important than ever, the goals provide a critical framework for COVID-19 recovery. You know, I, again, this comes to this comes to something that we're, we're dealing with right now. We're continually being told, oh, the cases are going up, the cases are going up, but people aren't necessarily sick. Um, mm -hmm. we, we're going to have Dr. Scott Jensen, the interview I did with him last week, on tomorrow. And one of the things he got targeted for was pointing out their padding of numbers. And if they were mm -hmm. doing it here in the U.S., you know they're doing it around the world. And he really he got investigated over that, and they they cleared him of that. Then they went and now they're attacking him, and he's under investigation for endangering public safety. And yet, yeah. none of these people can actually prove to us. And and Dr. Jensen takes a different view than than the other people we've had on here. He takes the view that he says I have treated people that you know what he claims is COVID nineteen, and he says mm -hmm. that. Um, that you know, he believes that that you can pass these things on, and this, that, and the other. So he takes a different view, but he's being attacked because he's just called them out over doing things that he believes are unethical. They haven't been done before. Death certificate ratings and stuff like this, as far as COVID and, and such. And so I'm sure mm -hmm. that all plays right into this idea of manipulation for power and control by the United Nations. Right, absolutely. And I wanted to point out that you will also see in this particular website, there's tons of resources for folks if they want to go look about how they're targeting women for supposed gender equality and, and things like that. Um, it will tell you that 
part of woven into the COVID-19 pandemic recovery will be the backbone for the sustainable development goals. So here you have the United Nations flat out telling you they are using this to once again purport these dastardly goals. Yeah, I was noticing on here this one, uh, the number one goal is no poverty. Now, folks, if you know your Bible, you know that Jesus said you will have the poor with you. How long? Always. You'll always have that. It's part of the of, of the world that the structure is there. And there's a purpose for that. It is so those who have can be charitable to those who don't. It's part of demonstrating our love. It's, it's not a thing because God hates poor, poor people any more than God hates rich people. It's not that kind of an issue. Uh, but they have all these things. Then you're talking about the gender equality down here. Uh, of course, we most people, when they think of sustainable development, they think of the affordable and clean energy and stuff like that, or the, the, the smart cities and pushing people into that kind of stuff. But boy, this encompasses all kinds of, of things. And the fact of the matter is, again, why is America funding the United Nations when they're doing this stuff? Because this stuff has has that potential and is is doing it to undermine not only our sovereignty, but even our own constitution. Oh, absolutely they are. And, you know, I wanted to point out that the U.N. is also, um, not only have they pretty much taken over the month of October, um, but the LGBTQ plus community is using October as their history month. And so, of course, the United Nations has ponied up with that as well. So we can get to that a little bit later because um, that may give you time to find that one video. But I wanted to I did find that it, by out. the way. So, oh, you did. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the thing of it is, is you've got the sustainable development goals coming at it from the attitude of, okay, we're going to do all this supposedly for peace and justice. But as you have pointed out several times, the peace and justice and the strong partnerships that come from the Bible are mirror opposite of what the UN is wanting to call peace and justice. So why don't you speak to that for just a minute? Well, uh, clearly the UN has an idea of peace and justice as a forced peace. Um, their, Their sustaining peace is through force. And that's not the same thing as the peace that the Bible speaks about. Of course, the Bible speaks that we're, we're given peace with God first, and that comes through His Son, the Lord Jesus, as He reconciles men back into God through His through His perfect life and through His perfect death. In other words, when I say His perfect death, I'm saying He put Himself in the place of sinners and took their punishment, which they were due. He took it on behalf of them, and God said, "Yep, I'm 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 good with that. I'm I'm pleased with that." And uh, you can, you can, he obviously substitutes himself for his people. And so he brings peace with us first to God. Then, as a result of that, our peace becomes with other men. It becomes with our fellow man. The, the, the Ten Commandments, folks, is very simple. It's love for God, love for man. You cannot define love any where else outside of that, unless you get into your own thinking, and then you're going to go astray in that. The first part of the table of the law is about our love for God. The second part is about our love for man. And uh, the UN, we know the corruption that has existed in there. Do you know, folks, there has never, there has never been a liberty-loving 
Secretary General of the United Nations. They have all been communists and socialists. I've documented this in an article that I wrote a couple of years back at SonsLibertyMedia.com. And even the guy now, he's an, he's an open socialist. So we've never had anybody that loves liberty that's been a part of the United Nations. We've never had a true American that's been a part of the United Nations. We've had people, ambassadors and stuff, and most of the time they're part of what you might want to call deep state, or they're a puppet of the deep state. And you can say, well, no, 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 this Republican was there, this Republican that... Forget that. Forget these labels. Look at what they're pushing. And again, if they have a support of the United Nations, they do not have they're not really supporting the United States because if they have if they're supporting the United Nations, those people are undermining who we are as a people with virtually everything they do. Lynn? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I tell you what, it, you're absolutely spot on. And I would also encourage you uh, for folks who have not seen that article that you just referred to, that you be sure and put that in the archives for everybody. Yeah, I'll do that. In fact, I'll, I'll look it up right now. Okay. All right. Uh, before we leave this website, if you would scroll down so everybody can see the UN 75. I want to speak to that for just a little bit. Okay. All right. Where is UN 75? I'm scrolling down. Okay. It, it, you keep scrolling down the, the page you're on. You go past all the infographs, and then you see a table of contents, and then you keep scrolling, and then you should see in big blue letters UN 75. I am looking and looking, and I don't see it. This is the sustain, oh, no. sustain, UN.org Sustainable Development, right? Yeah. Yep. It's the same page, dear. Uh, it's, it's Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not. All right, you got it. I'm not seeing it. <laughs> oh well, okay. But go ahead and tell Alrighty. people. I mean, because I don't, I don't okay. know. Because this is the home. <laughs> this is the home page here that I'm on. Yeah, this is. Yeah, okay. Now, okay. So when you go to, um, all right, just if somebody cannot find it, then just type in UN75. You should get to the document, the um, supposed uh, propaganda, if you will about the United Nations Day, which is October the 24th. And what this does is it marks the anniversary of the entry into force with the in 1945 of the UN Charter. And it keeps going to tell you that this is the 75th year, and it's in a time of great upheaval and uncertainty, and to chart our way forward, to build a better future for all, um, they're having this wonderful, wonderful conversation, and in it is this UN 75 survey. Now, they tell you that the survey will take about a minute, and Tim, if you can't find what I'm talking about, if you'll go in the email. Well, I've got the one thing. For the image. Yeah, I've got I'm the sorry? one here. I've got the one here. This is from September 21st. Is that the one? It's got the kids with their arms up, and uh, then there's a video, him to the United Nations. Him to the United Nations. What is that all about? Yeah, isn't that something? It, that is just so wicked. But anyway, um, the, no, I'm not seeing that. But um, you can link that particular uh, resource as well. But this survey um, that the UN came up with, it's totally online and takes about a minute for you to take it. Now, I went ahead and being the researcher that I am, I went ahead and took the survey. And I have an image on the email where you can see what it looks like. It's called Solidarity, Your Contribution Counts, if you want to show that. And I will speak to these survey questions. 
I've got uh, <clears throat> your response to this. Uh, COVID-19 is a stark reminder. Uh, let's see here. Oh, they, that's the quote that you just gave from the guy in the picture. The world needs solidarity. Your contribution counts, right? That's it. Okay. okay. That's the, this is from the online survey that, that, um, I took. And the first question that they ask you and they want you to, you know, give your best response is international community priorities for COVID-19 recovery. Choose up to three. Increase efforts to prevent or reduce conflicts and violence. Achieve universal and affordable digital access. Universal access to health care. Climate crisis with greater urgency. Invest in education and youth programming. Increase support uh, for the hardest hit areas. Achieve universal access to water and sustainability or sanitation. Strengthen solidarity. Rethink the global economy. Modernize international organizations address inequalities of COVID, and make Whoop, We lost Lynn. Uh, she's going to have to call back in. <clears throat> um, had a little difficulty with some of the stuff. Lynn has been putting some of the things together with her tablet, and as a result of that, it makes it a little more difficult than normal. We have usually pretty clear links, and some of that's gotten lost in some of the stuff that we're presenting here. So uh, I'm going to have to get Lynn back on the line. So give me just a moment. Um, we'll see if we can pick her up. She's calling by cell. There we go. Okay. All right. We lost you there, Lynn. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, I kind of noticed that. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Don't ask me what's going on we're having today. A tough, we're anyway. having a t yeah, we're having a tough day, but that's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll get through it. Some people are, are interested in the information, and that's what's important here. Right. So where did you lose me, dear? Uh, you were just right at the bottom of reading off that list there. Oh, okay. All righty. So, um, real quick, let me get to the middle of the list and you can tell me if I'd already said that. Achieve okay. universal access to water and sanitation, strengthen solidarity, rethink global economy, modernize international organizations, address inequalities of COVID, and make human rights central in recovery. And so my question back to you and the audience is, in that particular list of the name of supposed recovery uh, priorities for COVID, what agendas did you hear? Well, you obviously are seeing some things here, um, and let me bring this back up again. Uh, mm -hmm. The you're you're definitely seeing some wealth redistribution because you're not going to be doing the um, uh, modernization nor the, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the some of these benefits that you're talking about, or health care, the other, other thing of health care, and mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff without pooling money, and the UN doesn't really have its own money, it's being funded by right. countries. And so <clears throat> right. this, is, uh, this is part of the thing of if you're going to keep feeding the beast, you're going to get what the beast mm -hmm. is going to bring you. You're going to grow that beast. Uh, right. There's also this thing of the solidarity between people and nations, now, that's very concerning because I think we've talked about the – or it, maybe it was Kate that we talked about the use of the term solidarity. And this mm -hmm. is to set the mindset that all – they don't have to come in necessarily and have some jackboot, you know, thuggish kind of way to mandate something. They're going to get the herd mentality to push the people to conform, and uh, and that's just as dangerous as far as I'm concerned. Um, right. Well, I'm so glad you brought up the solidarity because sure. that was the one that screamed at me as well as the invest in education and youth yep. programs. 
And then you've got the whole idea, which they've been pushing as well, of the climate crisis. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, there is no climate crisis. I don't know what these people are talking about. If there's anything, it's the things that they're doing. Uh, People are still believing that chemtrails are things that uh, are conspiracy theory. Look, I can show you the documents from the 50s, from Mm -hmm. the U.S. Senate where they talked about mm-hmm. wanting to spray stuff in the air to do certain things. I can show you the stuff that's going on at Harvard, where people like Bill Gates have invested in that to spray things in the air. All of that affects our climate. But that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that we're having what they're saying. Uh, they're the ones creating the problem here, and ultimately they're doing it. If you ask me, it's for more control, and it's for money. Absolutely. Now, the survey, that was just the first question. You know, you're supposed to choose three. And now the second question was, where do you want to be in 25 years? Less conflict, uh, more environmental protection, uh, more employment and greater equal access to jobs, uh, more sustainable development, more uh, respect for human rights. And it goes on and on. And then it also ends with, uh, let's see here, next generation education and then gender equity. So the third question, what global trends do you see? Number four, how important is it for countries to work together? Number five, has COVID-19 changed your view on countries cooperating? Uh, Number six, overall 2045 people, are they going to be better off, worse, the same, or it doesn't matter? Um, what advice would you give to the UN Secretary General to address the global trends? Now, with that one, I gave you an image, Kim, that was in the email that I would love for you to show folks that I used uh, for that particular response, and that's going to be that second image that I sent my personal views to the UN Secretary. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and. You want to read it? Get a Bible, read it. God, not the UN in charge of Earth's sustainability. <laughs> great. That's a great there response. There you go. <laughs> that was my response to let you know that I actually took this stupid survey because I wanted to see what was on it. Now, what you're going to get as a result of when you take this particular survey, they're going to ask you, you know, your gender, your age, you know, the, where you live, that sort of thing. And it will not let you not select uh, your city. So in other words, you have to put in what city you live or what state you live. I didn't like that because I knew it was going to target me, but I know we're targeted anyway, okay? Now, if you want to show folks that lovely image that I sent all by itself with all the rainbow colors and the different responses, um, do you have that one up? Yeah, that's the one I actually had up while you were reading some of the the questions That's okay. That's quite all right. That is the chart for people in my age group. Now, I'm sure if you went in and took this and you, you know, you put in a younger age, your uh, percentages are going to be way different. But here in order is what my age group, and I can't remember which one it is, um, put priorities as far as this survey. Number one, prioritize universal access to health care. And what are we seeing from both sides of the aisle? But let's get universal access to what? Health care. Number two, solidarity. 
Number three, rethink the global economy. Number four, increase COVID response and relief. All right, number five, universal access to water and sanitation. Number six, address COVID inequality. All right, uh, number seven, invest in education and youth. Number eight, uh, address the climate crisis with more urgency. Number nine, human rights are central in COVID recovery. Number 10, reduce and prevent conflicts and violence. Number 11, modernize international organizations and rounding out the 12 is number 12, which is achieve universal access to affordable digital technology. Now that is for people who have been around uh, at least 50 years and these are their priorities. So it's really interesting. It's not just the young people have, who have bought into the United Nations garbage. It's people my age and older. Well, of course, because the fact of the matter is, since the UN has been around so long, the, the indoctrination has come along with, quote unquote, the greatest generation, the baby boomers, all of these guys uh, down the line. So you can see how this, um, for lack of a better term, indoctrination has come, that, that the people of America even have just sort of embraced uh, the United Nations is something that we're just going to have to deal with. Uh, some people see it as good for whatever reason, some of these things that they're promoting. But when you really get down to it, there's not anything good about the United Nations at all. Uh, they may have had this desire to bring peace to the world and all of these kinds of things. But again, they were trying to do it apart from how God says that you do that. And so it's it's doomed to fail anyway. So I don't know why we just don't you know cut the cord with them, cut our losses, and get out of the thing and kick them off our soil. Uh, they are anti-American to the core in everything that they promote. I mean, and they're anti-Christian as well. Oh, absolutely, they are. Um, now, if you want to go to the other website that I sent you, that's the one that says unanca.org. Uh, this one kind of surprised me in a way because this is the United Nations Association of the United States of America. And if you look at the logo, you're going to see the rotundra from the Capitol with part of the UN logo on it. And then you're going to see the American flag in white and blue, which are the UN colors, with the uh, olive branches. So that's real fun. Now, let's let's ask a question about this. When was this yeah. started? <clears throat> the United I'm Nations. Sorry? The United Nations Association. 1945. Okay. Of the United States? This was started there? Oh, this one. This one. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, um, uh, let me see if I can find out real quick um, on that one because I was on another page. But let's see who we are. Let's look at that. All right. When you get to the homepage, you see, look at there. There are all the goals and then black letters over them. All right, it says this particular organization, Tim, was established in 1953. It's the oldest and largest division of the United Nations Association of the U.S., and in 2010, the U.N. Foundation and the UNA, USA, announced that they had formed a strategic alliance to strengthen the U.S.-UN relationship. Okay. All right. Now, I was just curious when this... On, it says, we meet with members of Congress and their staff to push for ratification of essential treaties and resolutions, mainly the UN's Sustainable Development Goals. Hmm. 
If you go on and look, it tells you on education. They have global classrooms. They use model UN conferences, which I have written extensively on those. You can find that on my blog. So, yeah, if anyone wants to tell you we got out, this is solid proof, Tim, that we not only have not gotten out, we are actually in bed with this beast. Well, and that's that's this is this is really uh, problematic because I think this is something that disturbed me even with Donald Trump is you know he comes in with some speeches where he's just saying you know what they are and we saw a little bit of cuts here and there for funding of certain parts of it but for all intents and purposes he's right there in it there is no real reform going on in the UN under you know as far as the US is concerned and we continue to fund this stuff it is I mean, it is it is the very opposite of who we are as a people here in the United States. And <clears throat> this is why I say, I don't care who it is, if they're in support of the United Nations in any way, you can't keep voting these people in office and expect something to change. They continue to push this global agenda. I don't care what kind of America first or whatever they're saying about America, that they love America, they hug the flag, they say they love the Constitution even though they don't know it, or the Bible even though they don't read it. And so you you can't trust that because at the heart of it, they've got their tentacles in legislation, uh, they've got it in policy that's made and all of this. And so this is a real problem for people to look at when they look to who they're going to cast their vote for, at least in my opinion, that is something that they should be looking at. Don't you think so, Lynn? Oh, absolutely. Now, while we're on this website, if you will go over to the tab that says Publications, you should see on the left-hand menu, Letter from the President, Annual Report, Statements, and Blog. I want us to look at this letter that this particular president of this organization has written. And let's see if we can find that particular letter. Okay, yeah, yeah it's all it. there. Okay. So it should say, letter of the president, you see two people grinning at each other or the camera. Okay. And it says here, it's been an honor to serve for the past year as your president and executive director. All right. He keeps on going saying, you know, it's a challenging relationship between the U.S. and the U.N. Um, and now it's more important than ever. It's also part of a growing network of organizations that extol the virtues of the U.N., by both contributing to its support with policy leaders and lending ideas and experience to improve UN operations and effectiveness. All right, it also goes on to tell you, this particular president says, fortunately the, un, uh, fortunately, the UN has gained more visibility thanks to the active leadership of the current UN Secretary General, which I will not pronounce his name, and say it with me, Tim, the engagement of U.S. Ambassador to the UN, dun da da Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. This has also been a polit. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh huh. You're you're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a politically turbulent year with the Trump administration calling for drastic cuts to both mandatory and voluntary funding of the UN. All right, and then it keeps on going that you know Congress is defending the importance of the funding and the UN and its agencies. All right, despite this, and without comment on these drastic measures, Ambassador Haley has supported radical discussion about the ways to improve the UN's peacekeeping operations. Now, let's stop here for just a second. Isn't it rumored, Tim, that she wants to run for president in 2024? 
I think it's been rumored. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, and I, <clears throat> I see those aspirations as soon as she became governor down here in South Carolina. I saw her mm-hmm. attack on our history and the removal of the Confederate flag. And I know some people are going to be ticked off about that, but that's because you've been indoctrinated in public school. If you, if you have a problem with that. And then as soon as she comes in, she starts promoting somebody like Mitt Romney for president. So that told me immediately whose ship she's on and who's pulling her chain, if you will. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's gone on. And that may be a reason that she uh, came out of the ambassadorship to the UN uh, as soon as she did, they may be getting things ready. But as far as where that is right now, I don't know. Yeah. Since I knew that you had done some research on her, uh, especially being former governor uh, where you live, I thought that might be a good opportunity for you to speak to that. But no, I, I had seen that and I was like, well, you know, we know exactly what side her, her bread is buttered on. Um, now, further down in this particular letter, this president writes, we're pleased to see the ongoing growth of our youth and young professional programs with 54% of members under the age of 40. We've done this and placed high priority through uh, three core programs, the Global Classrooms, DC Model, UN Program, the Young Professionals Career Dinner, and the Graduate Fellows Program. Now, each one of these three core programs that are talking about, Tim, you can click on those links and you can go there and you can find out what's in the curriculum. I've also written on these global classrooms and the model UN programs. Again, it's on my blog. And in it, you will see, especially the global models at home, this one is evidence that I have taken from the UN. And if you want to show folks that particular article, you can, of where this has infiltrated into homeschooling. And you can find out that there are UN homeschool clubs where they attach themselves to the UN's agenda, not only through the Sustainable Development Goals, but in the name of culture study and social studies and things like that. Okay, and we also have a video in that article. Did you want to play? Did you want me to play that short video here? The Unforgettable Journey? Please, if you would, yes. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go with that. Uh, Here it comes. This is about a minute long. As soon as it decides. Sorry about that, folks. (laughs) I almost hate to play this music. Let's just turn the music off because I'm going to get in trouble if I don't do that. They're just, okay. they're showing, because all they're doing is showing you images and video. Okay. All right. But yeah, you can, yeah. And folks can, at their leisure, go back and look at all this kind of stuff. And yeah, it's just, uh, I, I read this letter and I just wanted to barf almost. And then, of course, if you go look at their annual report, you can find out who their partners are, other organizations, other supposed activities. But yes, I wanted to point out this is not just for public school kids. And that's what I did with this particular article that I wrote back in 2016. Um, And one of the things that really struck me about this particular group, it says here in my article, the American Homeschool Model UN Club, or A-H-M-U-N-C, was founded from a strong heritage in the classical homeschool academy of Princeton Model United Nations Club, It was founded to bring together homeschoolers from across the United States who are interested in global affairs. Now, the club hosts the American Homeschool Model UN Conference, 
Promotes Model UN to homeschoolers through in-person and virtual events, has its own crisis and historic simulations, and attends Model UN conferences. Now, let me point out that a lot of these Model UN conferences are held at higher institutions. Did we lose you again, uh, Lynn? No, I'm right here. Okay, it kind of it kind of faded right out, so I was just making sure. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. okay. Well, we're we're really having fun today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay though. It's okay. All right. So how does this how does this stuff um, how does this push into this this idea of this uh, equal rights, fair treatment for lesbian? They call them gay. They're they're sodomites by trans and intersex people everywhere. How does this how does this all fit in pushing this kind of agenda? Because it looks like the UN has mm-hmm. more websites than I have T-shirts, and um, this one is unfe.org. Can, is there a transition here that we can look at for how that's being done? And, and with that, as well? um, okay, at the unfe.org, um, I what I did when I found this was I just typed in UN and then um, LGBT. Um, history and what I got was the free and equal and the page that I'm looking at says the history of LGBT rights at the UN and if you ever wonder how the push for LGBT rights started at the UN watch the story unfold and that's that 251 video that um, I uh, showed you the picture of of what to look for okay I'm not sure if you're able to find that yeah, I <clears throat> excuse me. I am, or I did, and uh, I got to get my cursor. This is a problem okay. when, when I'm using uh, the cursor now. I'm used to the Stream Deck. All right, so <clears throat> this is a short video on the mm-hmm. history of LGBT uh, yeah. rights at the UN, and uh, here this comes. Before you play it, before you play it, let me point out. All right, at the closing seconds, you're going to hear part of First Corinthians uh, chapter thirteen. I'll just leave it at that. All right. Well, again, the devil knows how to quote scripture, doesn't he? I know. <laughs> so I people know. just just be paying attention. This is this runs almost three minutes, so here we go. It's the tenth of december nineteen forty eight, and the UN General Assembly adopts the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. It states that All human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. Yet fast forward to 2011 and the UN Human Rights Council expresses grave concern at acts of violence and discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. All over the world, lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender or LGBT people are still being subjected to discrimination and acts of brutal violence, torture, kidnapping, even murder. In 76 countries, same-sex relationships are criminalized in violation of basic rights. These abuses must end. But the not tide in violation is turning. of God's law. Since 1990, almost 40 countries have legalized same-sex relationships. Many more have lawfully banned discrimination against LGBT people. More and more countries now recognize the urgency and are pressing for action at the UN. In the past four years, this has led to the first adopted UN resolution on the issue, the first official UN report, and the first formal intergovernmental debate at the UN Human Rights Council. 
On the 26th of July 2013, the UN launched Free and Equal, a global campaign designed to raise awareness of homophobic and transphobic violence and discrimination and to help stop millions of LGBT people being abused for being who they are. We must protect the basic human rights of LGBT people. But it doesn't just require changes in laws and policies. It takes changes in people's hearts and minds. Like the struggle against racism, like the struggle for gender equality, the struggle for LGBT equality will only be won if we join together, if we speak out, if we stand in the defense of the rights of others. The time to do this is now. Together, we can stop violence and discrimination against LGBT people. Together, we can build a world that is free and equal. All right, so yeah, so we we've got that in there, and but there's several problems with this. Uh, basic human mm-hmm. rights. Let's let's take that one for instance. Um, these people that they call LGBTQ have the same rights as everybody else. They they have the same rights. The problem is they want special rights. They have rights to marry members of the opposite sex. Uh, they have uh, they have that right to do that. That's really what what this come down comes down to. Uh, because what they want to do is legitimize it, normalize it. Uh, of course, these are part of the communist goals to take down America. By the way, folks, if you don't know that, that's part of the congressional record. The 45 communist goals uh, was entered into the congressional record. And right there, smack dab in the middle of it was to make homosexuality normal. And so right at the center is that. Then the second thing is, look, let's be clear. We are to love the people. I mean, we're called to love them. We're called to call them to repentance. The Bible tells us in Corinthians, same book that that they're referencing there, 1 Corinthians 13 and the other, uh, it tells us that such were some of the Corinthian people. But it didn't say they stayed that way and they legitimized them in that behavior. It says that they were washed, they were cleansed, they became they became believers, and so therefore Paul was calling them away. And so for you guys, you know, some of you guys have probably heard the people who talk about long hair. Uh, the people give me thing because of my hair, or Bradley because of my hair, and they'll go to First uh, Corinthians eleven. Well, part of that problem, and I got to fix my camera here. Part of that problem of the interpretation of that is is that he's actually addressing these gender bending. That's why he talks about women who've shaved their heads. And you notice those people who want to point on the hair, they point. They never talk about that. They never talk about a woman with short hair. And the point is the roles are reversed, and it comes in the very context of the fact of how God has set up authority. He set man up uh, as the head. He, the man is the responsible for leadership, and he, the woman is under him. doesn't mean that she's not equal, but they're trying to change the equality to one of authority. They're trying to change those roles around of men and women. This is why they embrace this whole idea of transgender. There is no such thing as that. You're either a man or you're a woman. It, th- there's, there's nothing else you can be. You can be a man who mutilates his body or a woman who mutilates their body to appear like you're the opposite sex, but it doesn't change your sex. And uh, you, the, the, the idea of what they engage in is not sexual intercourse is between a man and a woman. They're engaging in some form of sodomy in one way or another. And so I think this is important to point out 
is that what they're doing is they're trying to deceive the people because they're deceived themselves as to these kinds of things. And they're using these people. This is the sad reality land. They're using these people who are engaged in this behavior as some sort of uh, a political battering ram to uh, uh, undermine the law that this nation was founded upon, which was which is the law of God. So when they say, oh, this undermines basic human rights, well, but it... You know, what's going on here is a problem, too. Now, let me address one more thing, and I'll let you speak to that. I think we we, – people think the D word, discrimination, is a bad word. It's not. It's part of the protections of the First Amendment. And let me explain what I mean. The First Amendment says that we have the right to assemble, right? Well, by definition, we have the right to assemble with who? Whoever we want to. And by definition, we have a right not to assemble with whoever we don't want to, right? People get to come into my house that I invite in my house. And I don't invite everybody. And, I, and I'm commanded not to invite certain people, even in uh, the scriptures. I'm, not, I'm commanded not to invite an antichrist into my house, one who denies that Jesus has come in the flesh. So <clears throat> there are there are things that, that we discriminate against all of the time, including people and their views or their behaviors or or things like this. Nobody would sit here and tell me, well, you have to have equality and invite this known murderer into your house. No, I don't. I don't have to do that. Um, You have to invite this person who is a man who dresses like he's a woman. You have to invite him in your house or you have to hire him in your business. No, I don't. Because that person is going to represent my business, and I don't want my business represented by that kind of stuff. So people understand this, but this is stuff that they're pushing on, and they're saying, oh, we don't want to discriminate. Do we want to have violence against the people? I don't want violence against them. I think if you're a person just goes down the street and you're looking for these people who are like this, and you're looking to beat them up, you're in the wrong for that. But the fact of the matter yeah. is they they often are engaged in criminal activity under the laws of the of the uh, states that we have here in the United States and I know the Supreme Court's made their little ruling I'd love to hear Amy Coney Barrett on uh the Supreme Court ruling back in 2006 against Texas saying that anti-sodomy laws are somehow unconstitutional I'd love to hear what she has to say about that let's get to some real meat hear about you know how she would view any of that because this stuff is saying well i won't know until the thing comes up well you have to have a view on the law whether or not it protects life and the issue of abortion whether or not it it deals with the crimes against nature which we can go back to william blackstone uh and others who set up the the laws um or, or who judged according to law in england and those who came over who established our laws based upon the bible so this is a this is a really big deal here i think lynn yeah, and I wanted to point out on this free and equal website, um, there's, and this goes back to the, you know, using, misusing uh, the first chapter of Corinthians 13, um, where it says culture of love. And if you read it, it, here's how it attaches to the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. It's through Article 27. And this is the quote, everyone has the right to freely participate in the cultural life of the community. And it says Article 27 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Now it says here, culture and tradition are profound parts of our lives. They allow us to come together to mark life's milestones, celebrate our heritage and people we love. For many, they provide a sense of home, history and identity. 
Culture and tradition belong to everyone, and each of us gets to interpret, adapt, and practice the beliefs, customs, and rituals that are meaningful to us as individuals. These are basic cultural rights guaranteed to everyone without discrimination. Sadly, some people see the inclusion of lesbian, gay, bi, trans, and intersex, or LGBTI, people as a threat to their cultural values. They may try, wrongly, to rationalize violence and discrimination as a way of protecting their beliefs in the name of culture and tradition. But no matter how diverse these people's beliefs and values, culture and tradition are not a license to discriminate or as an excuse for violence. Culture and tradition are not fixed. They changed over time and are viewed and interpreted differently within societies. There are traditions of hate and repression, just as there are traditions of equality and justice. It's up to each of us to decide for ourselves which ones we will carry on. Yeah, it's pretty incredible, especially in the fact that they never say where rights come from. The UN never says where our rights come from. We just have human rights. And I guess they're just spelling them out as they go figuring out whatever their their little minds want to come up with. And yet America was completely different in establishing that, saying our rights come from our creator. And the Declaration of Independence, that was acknowledged by our founders. And even before them, it was understood where our rights come from. They come from our creator, and they had no problem naming that it was the God of the Bible. So uh, when the UN does this, they never say where they come from. They're, I guess they're thinking... This comes from. This is going to come from the UN. We're going to establish this kind of stuff. I, I don't know where they're where they're saying rights come from, uh, Lynn. Well, I, I don't either. I really don't. Um, and we could probably spend forever trying to figure that one out, but I'm not going to <laughs> anyway. But this, yeah, this is uh, pretty much. And as far as the date that the UN has set aside to make October pretty much theirs. Hang on just a second. Let me get back to that. Yeah, and let me um, let me ask you this because we're coming up on the end of the show. Do we need a little more time, or are we have we covered it? Uh, when I get these dates in, we'll we'll be done. Okay. All <laughs> right. We got we got like a minute left. Oh, okay. Well, then let's you know let's go on the other side then. Okay. All right. We'll we'll pick it up on the other side and um, sure. There is. Uh, you're going to give these dates and what what all that's about, and I'm sure the White House is all behind this too, because uh, after all, they've got to promote some of this stuff too. Uh, but yeah. any case, tell people where they can find out more about you before we uh, head off the air. You got about thirty seconds or so. Okay, Facebook Common Core Diva, U.S. Parent Call to Action, Parlor, Twitter, MeWe, USA Life, LocalActivist.org, on BJN TV, on Amazon Fire Stick, or Roku Stick. Okay, that was really quick. You still got 20 seconds. <laughs> uh, guys, if you want to join us for just a few minutes, we're just going to go a few minutes over today. If you're on Red State Talk Radio and you want to join us on YouTube, that's Setting Brush Fires today. Bradley should be on this afternoon, and I'm hoping that band's going to be off, so hopefully it's, the Sons of Liberty is going to be back up on YouTube. Or you can join us on Facebook on the Sons of Liberty, and uh, we appreciate you guys' support so much. It's a tall old tree and a strong old tree. turned down. Tomorrow we'll have Scott Jensen, the interview that I did with him, Dr. Scott Jensen, Senator from Minnesota. He'll be on tomorrow. Don't miss that, and don't miss Bradley today at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. See ya. Okay, Lynn. All right, let's uh, let's find out those dates and uh, close out the okay. show, and uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay. 
All righty. As we have previously said, the entire month of October is supposed to be devoted to sustainable development goal number 16. Back on the 8th of October, the UN Secretary General had a roundtable on the discussion of women, peace, and security. So if you want to find out about that, you can go to their particular, you can probably just Google it and, and look for it. But uh, yeah, men talking about how to, to uh, do all this with women in peace and security. All right. On the 11th, it was the UN's International Day of the Girl Child. Uh, tomorrow, 1015, International Day of Rural Women. Uh, the 16th, World Food Day. The 17th, International Day for the Eradication of Poverty. The 20th, World Statistics Day. The 22nd, the UN Day Concert seen on UN Web TV. And finally, 1024 is the United Nations Day where all kinds of festivals and celebrations will be taking place around the world too. Uh, exalt the United Nations. You know what's you know what's so hypocritical here is the one right in the middle there, the International Day for the Eradication of Poverty. Now, just let's take this right here: the promotion, the websites, the amount of money they've spent on people doing all this, organizing this, putting all this in just for just for this month of uh, uh, October. If you want to eradicate pro- poverty, why didn't you take that money and give it to poor people? Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's really what your goal is, it's not to right. set up websites. It's not to have days. There's something else that's going on here, and it isn't what they're telling it. And what is this thing, International Day of the Girl, the, the Girl Child? What is that all about? <laughs> what is that? If you go, if you go and you look it up, okay. And um, like I said yesterday, I was on an interview out of New York, and my host had all, had looked it up. And she read off the direct website. And what it is, is it's a way to include those who are not just born female, but those who claim to be female. So that's what it, so why they're using girl child, it's a wordplay and it's a twisted agenda. Well, I can definitely imagine that. Now there's a comment in here and I totally agree with this is from Larry, uh, that he bets the day will come. Uh, where uh, I, I guess he's referring to Miss Barrett, or at least somebody else, will be forced to judge Christians for hate crimes against homosexuality. Look, that's already happening. This is already happening, Larry. This was this is what was going on with the the two bakers up in Oregon, the husband and wife up in Oregon. This was what was going on with um, uh, what's what's the guy's name, Jack, who won his case in the Supreme Court. Uh, for not baking the cake for the sodomite couple, and then coming back, and after he wins, what happens? Well, they start attacking him again. So all of that, and all of that was based on a discrimination, which he has a First Amendment right to do, okay? That's why I just, and look, love him or hate him, Judge Andrew Napolitano was the one who really broke that out for me to where I could understand it, and I, I have problems with some things that Judge Napolitano says too, but it made it makes absolute sense of what we do there. So that's already happening. This is just furthering that agenda. And again, when you're voting this year, you can tell me that you're going to save America from the communists and socialists by voting guys that are that are impotent and leaving them there and not bringing any justice to them. 
You can tell me that all you want, but they're still supporting the same stuff that Lynn and I have been talking about for the past hour. And if they're doing that, they're not America first. They're not about making America great. They're about pushing towards a global agenda. I mean, I don't, this is so clear, Lynn, I don't see how people miss it. Mm -hmm. I really don't. Well, it's because they don't want to know, okay? It's because they just flat out don't want to know because it's like, you know, let somebody else handle it. You know, it's like, you know, how many times have we said, go do your own research? And I know there are many of the listeners who do, but then there are many more who are like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let you do it. I'm going to let you tell me what you found. Well, that's great, fine, and wonderful. I can do that to an extent. But if you don't find a fire lit under you after you hear all this stuff, then God help you. Well, that's exactly right. And this is why um, I appreciate really so much the John Birch Society because they're very focused. I've talked to those guys about picking up certain things, even the push for the original First Amendment to be passed whereby we wouldn't have, you know, 500 people there in D.C. representing it. We could jump overnight with 26 states jumping on to ratify. 11 states have already ratified it, uh, including my own state of South Carolina. The, it would be part of the Constitution. You don't have to have a, a constitutional convention. You don't have to have a convention of states, which is a bogus argument anyway. You would immediately jump to about 6,500 representatives, and you're talking about really making it difficult for the lobbyists and stuff to uh, get together on all that. And you would have a lot of different things that would sort of keep legislation from just being willy-nilly pushed through here. Uh, And they say, no, 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 our focus is on these things here, and primarily it's about getting the United States out of the United Nations and the United Nations out of the United States. And I think that's a good thing to support. Um, so I, you know, I encourage people to, to, uh, get up with, uh, the John Birch society in that measure, because that is a good fight to be in is to get them, is to get them, uh, to get the UN out of the United States. Uh, Lynn, you got any parting words you want to, you want to leave with people? Well, you know, problems or not, we got through it and that's great. I just hope people will listen and share this and go and do their research and then find out how we can take back. Uh, our months to being what we need them to mean for Americans, not for United Nations. I agree. I agree. All right, folks. Uh, we, as Lynn said, we did make it through. We had a little bit of problems, and uh, I think Lynn is looking to uh, get a new computer here soon. So, listen, guys, if you want to help her do that, uh, you can go to commoncordiva.com. And, um, and she's in need of that. And that helps her not just on this show, but she. You know, you you speak on on several uh, interviews that you do throughout the week, and then you travel and you speak at events. You help people understand how they can start taking education into their own hands and become and have liberty in that and teach their own kids, which we admonish here because that's what Deuteronomy 6 says that parents are supposed to do. If you want to help her out, go to CommonCoreDiva.com. She's got a, a donate button on there. You can help her get that computer so she can do what she's done because her other one was old and it's just kind of went. It went south. Yeah, it went, it went <laughs> to the grave. So if you can help her and you want to do that, please do so, CommonCoreDiva.com. Lynn, we appreciate you as always. All righty. Thanks so much, Tim. We'll talk next week. Okay, sounds good. All right, there goes Lynn. And uh, here's the thing, folks. Uh, tomorrow, Dr. Scott Jensen will be on. Uh, again, you want some comic relief? It, just for the comic relief. And I'm not an entertainer, but 
because of the camera. You will see me light up like I'm a space alien. But uh, the information is really good. Uh, the attacks that he took for simply pointing out that he was being guided and the whole idea of case numbers for deaths and things of that nature, something he'd never seen before. There's a lot of documentation on that. And then once he was found innocent of any wrongdoing there, they went after him again for so-called endangering public safety. If you ask me, the people were putting the lockdowns in place, the guidelines, and now we know from the CDC, the majority of COVID cases come from admitted mask wearers. Did you hear that? Admitted mask wearers. Talk about causing public safety problems. These people pushing the idea of wearing the masks are causing huge public safety problems. All right? Uh, If you don't believe me, go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. You'll see the article right there. The links are there where you can check out that information I just mentioned from the CDC. It's right there along with the fact that uh, an article that's been going viral, and that is that CDC says they don't even have an isolated virus. So, And that's on their own That's on their own things. So you can check that out, sonsoflibertymedia.com, and share it with your friends. They need to know uh, what's going on. They need to know the truth because the propaganda is just, ah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you in 23. See ya.